Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to cars.com. It's magical. Amazon has everything for back to school. Zebra lunchbox? Check. Cool Adidas gear like t-shirts, shoes, and backpacks? Check. Triceratops folders and pencils? Check. Lasercat t-shirts? Check. Get your back to school shopping done now at amazon.com slash back to school and enjoy free shipping on millions of items. No need to leave your home or hassle with crowds. Amazon.com. No better place to get everything back to school from A to Z. Blog Talk Radio. And hello, and this is MC Money. We are here for a special live edition of Finsider Radio as we head into Super Bowl weekend. Tonight, I am flying solo. I am by myself. Houts and Sutton, they say they're sick. I'm not sure they're really sick, but we're going to let them play hooky this week. And we are planning, though, a special live Super Bowl Sunday podcast. Details are still being worked out. But we're hoping to go live on Sunday afternoon, several hours before the big game, as we discuss how the Philadelphia Eagles will be destroying the New England Patriots in the Super Bowl being held in Minnesota. And that has, of course, been the big story this week for most. And we talked about this last week. Can the Philadelphia Eagles knock out the New England Patriots? As Dolphins fans, we are, I don't want to say jealous, I don't want to say bitter. I don't want to say envious of the New England Patriots, but it's kind of the truth there. We see the Patriots' division rivals in the AFC East winning division title after division title, winning Super Bowl after Super Bowl, and the Dolphins are just stuck there to watch and just chase them throughout. And I think what even hurts more is the fact that several years ago, actually more than a decade ago, I would say, the NFL restructured their divisions. And... They asked the Miami Dolphins to move to the AFC South and move the Colts to the AFC East, but the Dolphins declined, citing the fact that they wanted to keep their traditional rivals intact, and they didn't want to move out of the AFC East. Had the Dolphins moved out of the AFC East, they would have been in with the Jacksonville Jaguars, Tennessee Titans, and like I just mentioned, the Indianapolis Colts would have left the uh, AFC um, South and they would have been also with the Texans as well. So it would have been the Jaguars, Titans, Texans, and Dolphins. And now you look at it and yeah, the Jaguars are an elite team. Uh, Maybe not so much elite, but they're a very good team. They need a good quarterback to become elite. 
But over the past several years, when you have that AFC South absolutely terrible, the Dolphins were, you know, an 8-8 eight and eight team, a 7-9 and nine team, a 9-7 and seven team. They would have made the playoffs. They would have made the playoffs numerous times in that division. They would have been division winners numerous times. And actually under Joe Fieldman, they would have made the playoffs several years. And who knows, had Joe Fieldman been with the Dolphins and the Dolphins in the AFC South, he still might be a Dolphins coach today. But then again, you look back and you look at Tony Sperano and Cam, Cam, Cam Cameron and Nick Saban and all those guys, and who knows what kind of ball game it would have been if the Dolphins had moved divisions. But, you know, that comes to mind as well when you think about all the success the Patriots have had. And so, you know, you just sit here and we wonder, when is this dynasty going to end? We thought last year maybe with Brady winning that epic Super Bowl, how much more can the guy do? We know his wife, Giselle, wanted him to retire, but he didn't. He came back, and they're in the Super Bowl again after another great comeback against the Jaguars two weeks ago. If they win, do they hang it up? I don't know. We can only hope as Dolphins fans, right? We can only hope that Bill Belichick and Tom Brady say that enough is enough and that they're ready to go out on top one more time. So I pose this question to you, Dolphins fans. All of you listening, all seven of you, maybe eight or nine, if you knew and were guaranteed that Tom Brady and Bill Belichick would retire if they won the Super Bowl on Sunday, would you be okay with it? I know I would. Listen, the Super Bowl winner is crowned. And after that, you got the combine, draft season, and everyone forgets who the Super Bowl champions are. And after the first week of the season, after all the hoopla of opening night, everyone forgets who the defending Super Bowl champions were. And not literally forget, but nobody talks about it anymore. So for me, and especially me living in New England, living in Connecticut, being surrounded by Patriots fans, both real and bandwagon fans, I'm okay with it. I will tune it out for one to two weeks. I'll tune it out during the parade. I'll tune it out until they stop talking about it. But if they, you told me Bill Belichick and Tom Brady will go out together after Sunday if they won the Super Bowl, sign me up. Hell, give them the MVP. I am all for it. We'll see how Sunday shakes out. We're going to hope to bring you that live show and get some insight and analysis and just talking football. Because, listen, on Sunday afternoon, Super Bowl Sunday, everyone is just in football mode. And we're going to be here as well. Kirk Cousins. I made some head waves last night. Uh, Wednesday night on Twitter when I tweeted a few things out. And it's funny, you mentioned the word Kirk Cousins on Twitter and all hell breaks loose. And I just want to explain where I'm coming from here. I don't think Kirk Cousins is going to end up in Miami. In fact, I don't think it's a very good idea if Kirk Cousins ends up in Miami. But I said this, and this set off a firestorm of replies. I said, I don't think Adam Gase would go for it, but making an enormous splash in free agency is what Mike Tannenbaum loves. Enter Kirk Cousins. 39 replies, all bashing me. Why do you want to bring Kirk Cousins to Miami? You're absolutely insane if you think Kirk Cousins is going to Miami. With what money? Why are you going to pay a backup that much money? Gifts of people just shooting me down. And the point I was trying to make, not that I want Kirk Cousins in Miami, 
because I don't. But the point I'm trying to make is that Mike Tannenbaum loves to make a splash in free agency. You saw him do it with the Jets. You've seen him do it with the Dolphins, with Adamic and Sue. Nobody thought, or there were very few people who thought, Adamic and Sue would end up a Miami Dolphin. And I remember myself when I was covering that chase, and I was breaking news left and right. And actually, I was one of the very first ones to report and break that he was signing with Miami. All the hatred I was getting from people. Obviously, at that point years ago, I was not well-established on Twitter. I was not uh, considered a reputable source. So, yeah, people were skeptical. But then when Chris Mortensen, who I had said all along was going to be the first big reporter to break the news, when he broke it on a Sunday afternoon, actually it was funny, I think a few minutes before he did, I said they were very close to a deal. I guess I didn't realize just how close they were. When Mortensen broke it, all, all the kudos started coming my way. So I thought that was funny and ironic because Twitter lives in real time and they want instant results and instant gratification. But with the NFL and with the negotiations and with everything else that happens, it doesn't always work that way. It takes time. So me, Ben Albright, Chris Kaufman, Simon Clancy, plenty of others, we'll put stuff out there. We'll put ourselves out there. But it's hard sometimes because we know that what we tweet may not come true for weeks or months to come, sometimes even a year or two. But then we can go back and say, listen, here's what the information we had, and here's what happened. And as you can see, we were right. But anyways, let's get back to the point of Kirk Cousins here. No one thought Mike Tannenbaum was going to go after an Adamican Sioux. And I'm not saying Mike Tannenbaum is going to go after Kirk Cousins because, again, I don't think Adam Gase would sign off on it. What I'm saying is, though, that Mike Tannenbaum loves a splash, and Kirk Cousins is your splash free agent this year. I then tweeted a few hours later after I got out of my work meeting late at night and I saw my phone absolutely blown up. I said I would not agree with going out and trying to get Kirk Cousins. All I'm saying is that a free agent like Cousins has Mike Tannenbaum written all over it. Again, more hatred coming my way. Then... Bovada, Las Vegas Casino, came out with the odds on Kirk Cousins' next team. Denver Broncos came in at 3-2. to two. Jets came in at 2-1. to one. Cardinals came in at 4-1. to one. Browns came in at 4-1. to one. Bills came in at 9-1. to one. Jaguars came in at 14-1. Giants came at 14-1. And, oh, look, the Miami Dolphins came in at 20-1. Yeah, 20-1 are crazy slim odds, right? But here's the thing. Why are the Dolphins being mentioned in these odds in the first place? If the Dolphins are supposedly set with their quarterback, like the coaches and the reporters are saying, why are the Dolphins in these odds? If the Dolphins plan to roll with Ryan Tannehill, have no, if they have no intention of drafting a quarterback high in the draft, why are the Dolphins on this list? Because here's why. Where there's smoke, there's fire. Vegas knows. Vegas gets plenty, plenty of inside information. So they must be hearing something that the Dolphins are looking to either upgrade from Ryan Tannehill or move on from Ryan Tannehill. You don't see a team like the Cincinnati Bengals on, a, on this list who has Andy Dalton at quarterback and who has not been getting the job done. 
You don't see the Baltimore Ravens on the list who has Joe Flacco on his list who has shown signs of declining. You don't see the Indianapolis Colts on this list, although, yes, they have Andrew Luck, but there are plenty of injury concerns with him. You do see the uh, Giants, because they're considering moving on from Eli Manning. You do see the Cardinals on there. You don't see the 49ers, because they have Jimmy G. Or at least they hope they're going to get him. I'm sure they'll franchise him if they can't work out a deal. The Minnesota Vikings have really no quarterback returning. Case Keenum's a free agent. Teddy Bridgewater's a free agent. I'm not quite sure about Sam Bradford, but they're not going to bring him back, most likely. Why aren't the Vikings on those lists? So all of this, even the Buccaneers, you're not going to move on from Jameis Winston after a few years. You're going to give him some more chances. But still, that's a dark horse, right? Someone who may want to think about moving on in the next two years. But the point I'm trying to get is here, guys and girls. Vegas knows something. And that's why they're listing the Dolphins on this list. That's all I'm saying. And that, again, it does not mean that Kirk Cousins is going to end up in Miami where the Dolphins are going to chase him. What I'm saying is that the smoke indicates the Dolphins are very firmly, squarely in the quarterback market. Whether it's a veteran quarterback free agent like Josh McCown or a quarterback high in the draft, whether it's rounds one, two, or three, because I do think there will be a quarterback taken by the Miami Dolphins in the first two days. All I'm saying is the Dolphins are square and firm in the quarterback market this coming offseason. Whether you think Ryan Tannehill will come back healthy or not, the Dolphins will be making a move there. What that move is, we don't know yet. And it will play out and we will see. But please, don't attack me. Don't accuse me of stirring the pot. All I'm laying out are facts and just trying to analyze it. And I know it's very hard to do that in 280 characters. It was even harder to do that in 140 characters. That's why I'm on this podcast here talking about it tonight. But the Kirk Cousins talk becomes this big because Alex Smith was traded to the Washington Redskins. And that was a bombshell. He hasn't been officially traded yet. But he is once the new league year opens in March. Lots of crazy reaction coming in about that trade. Tuesday night, the Chiefs resolved their quarterback situation, created a nice chunk of salary cap space, and beefed up their secondary with a promising building block after a lopsided trade with a familiar partner, the Washington Redskins. And that is from the USA Today. So already, and you can look at every single website out there, not many people are crowning the Redskins the winner in this trade. So the Chiefs, they get back cornerback Kendall Fuller, an up-and-coming player. And they also get a third-round pick. The Chiefs, they save $17 million against the 2018 salary cap. And Pat Mahomes, the preseason sensation, is the new starter in Kansas City. But the Redskins said to Kirk Cousins, we're done with you. We don't think you have what it takes to be a franchise quarterback. In fact, we're going to trade for someone who's three or four years older than you. Actually, no, I'm sorry, five years older than you. And we're going to give him a mega contract that we could have given you. Kirk Cousins is 29 years old. Alex Smith is 
going to be 34 entering the twilight of his career. Smith had one more year on his deal, agreed to a four-year contract extension with the Redskins. He will get paid an average of roughly $23 million per season with $70 million, again, $70 million guaranteed over the life of the contract. Five years older than Kirk Cousins. Alex Smith, a good quarterback, yeah. Not an elite quarterback. Not going to win a ton of games by himself. And the Redskins don't, it's not like they have a ton of help. Their tight end situation's a mess. Jordan Reed is always hurt. They got some nice young receivers and guys like Jamison Crowder. But at the end of the day, it's not the Kansas City Chiefs. And let's look at Andy Reid's past history of trading quarterbacks because that dude knows when to trade quarterbacks. He traded Donovan McNabb, who had his best years under Andy Reid. Donovan McNabb never lived up to his potential in Washington after he got traded. Andy Reid traded A.J. Feely to the Miami Dolphins. A.J. Feely never lived up to his potential that he showed in Philadelphia. Andy Reid has traded many quarterbacks during his time. And you'd be hard-pressed to find any of those quarterbacks who do a better job than they did under Andy Reid. And I do think Kirk Cousins is better than Alex Smith. I don't think Kirk Cousins would have traded. I mean, I don't think Kirk Cousins would have demanded a ton more money than Alex Smith got. I'm not sure what the Redskins were thinking by giving up Kendall Fuller and a third-round pick for Alex Smith. I don't know. I don't know. But anyways, we'll see how that plays out. We have a season coming up. Long way away, about nine months away, eight months away. And we'll see how that all plays out, but I don't think it's going to be good. All right, we're going to jump over now to the Finsider Radio Mailbag. We have a few questions in there. We're not going to get to all of them tonight, but I will pick this one because we kind of talked about it already. What is the odds that Brady retires after the game and that Belichick retires the next day? (laughs) I'd put the odds as slim just because while I do want him to retire, I don't think he will, and I don't think Bill Belichick will either. I think these two coexist till the end of their time together. I don't think Belichick is going to leave with no coordinators in place to take over. I think Josh McDaniels would have stayed in New England if he knew that Belichick was going to retire because that's a guaranteed job. Unless McDaniels is not happy with ownership either. I think Matt Patricia would have stayed there unless he's not happy with ownership. So I don't think Bill Belichick retires. I think it would be a huge shock to everybody if either of them did. Although, of course, we do want both of them to just go off into the sunset and never come back and coach. I do think Bill Belichick one day will be an executive and probably turn around another team. But when you're in the front office and when you're not coaching, as we've seen with Bill Parcells, it's a completely different story. All right, two questions on Twitter from Rob Carruth. Carruth. Can you see the Miami Dolphins trading up to get a quarterback in the first round? And Carruth, I have been debating this internally myself for the past few days, past few weeks. I don't know. It would send a huge message if they did trade up, right? 
And then if they do trade up, can you keep Ryan Tannehill on your team? Because I feel like if you're trading up for a quarterback in the draft, you're expecting him to start year one. Let's think about how far they need to trade up. Let's assume Kirk Cousins is going to go to the Denver Broncos because that is the rumor out there. I don't think he's going to end up with the Jets, although that's a rumor too. But let's look here. Cleveland Browns are rumored to be enamored with Sam Darnold. And I think that's going to be the... Then you look at the Giants, and they're kind of the wild card in all of this right now because we don't know if they're going to pick a quarterback to start uh, replacing Eli Manning or going to go running back. I think ultimately at the end of the day, they will go at a different position and they won't go quarterback. So you got Darnold going to the Browns. You look at the Colts, they got Andrew Luck. They're not picking a quarterback. So that's a possible trade partner for the Dolphins, right? If they wanted to move all the way up. If you look at the Cleveland Browns again, they get their quarterback with the number one pick. So they're obviously not going to pick another quarterback and number four. You look at the Broncos. We're saying the Broncos are going to go with Kirk Cousins. The Jets, they're probably going to pick a quarterback. They need a quarterback. They're going to have their choice of Josh Rosen, Josh Rosen, Josh Allen, Baker Mayfield. We're assuming Sam Darnold's off the board at this point. You also got Lamar Jackson, but I highly, highly doubt he is going to go in the first round. So really, you're looking at Baker Mayfield, Josh Rosen, and Josh Allen. So they got their pick there. Let's move down. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they're not going to pick a quarterback, most likely. be surprising. So that's a trade partner. The Chicago Bears just picked a quarterback in last year's draft. That's a trade partner. Adam Gates doesn't have many connections there anymore in the front office and in the coaching staff. John Fox let go. Matt Nagy coming in. So who knows if the Dolphins could swing a trade. You got the 49ers at nine. They get Jimmy G locked up. Listen, if they let Jimmy G walk, that's crazy. They're going to franchise him if they can't get a deal. Uh, That's a partner for the Dolphins. The Raiders, John Gruden, he loves Derek Carr. They're not picking a quarterback. So that's another partner. And number 10, let's check here who's going to be at number 10. The Dolphins are at 11. Okay, the 49ers and Raiders are there at 9 and 10. They have to do a coin coin flip at the combine. So really, you're looking at Sam Darnold, number one, let's say. And even if they don't pick Sam Darnold, he's still on the board. So really four first-round quarterbacks there for the picking in the first 11 picks, first 10 picks, first round. Josh Rosen, who I think is going to be a stud. Josh Allen, many questions about him. Baker Mayfield, who I absolutely love. And Sam Darnold, who I'm not in love with. So you look at the Browns, one. You look at the Jets, two, or the Broncos. I think Kirk Cousins will end up either of those places, so those will flip. And that's two, two quarterbacks. Now we know teams are likely going to trade up. If it's the Dolphins, we'll see. But there's a good chance that one of those players are there for the Dolphins at 11. 
Now the Dolphins, like I said, can trade up. They can trade up with the Colts. They can trade up with the Giants. They can trade up with the Browns at four. They can trade up with the uh, Jets or Broncos. They can trade up with the Bucks, the Brown, the uh, Bears, the 49ers, and the Raiders. Lots of trade-up partners there. Something to keep an eye on is Denver, although Adam Gase and John Elway don't have the greatest relationship. So who knows if John Elway would swing a trade with Gase. That remains to be seen, but they do have a good relationship, obviously, Vance Joseph and Adam Gase. Would the Dolphins trade Ryan Tannehill if they move up in the draft? I think you might have to. You trade Ryan Tannehill in a, in a mid-round pick, or if you tag Jarvis Landry and trade him because you have no intention of keeping him, you could use that as trade bait too. It's going to be interesting. We'll see. have to see how free agency shakes out because that's ultimately going to decide what the Miami Dolphins do and what others do in the NFL draft. And Kirk Cousins will be a big point there in terms of how that draft is going to shake out. When you look at the free agent quarterbacks, again, how we can see who is going to be available. Drew Brees, he's not leaving New Orleans. Jimmy G is not leaving the 49ers. Kirk Cousins, we just talked about. Case Keenum is interesting, but I doubt the Vikings let him go. A.J. McCarron, Browns seem to like him, but who knows if they'd crown him their quarterback of the future. Teddy Bridgewater, keep an eye on Teddy Bridgewater in Miami. All I'm saying is keep an eye on him. Josh McCown, doubt he's going to go to a team in the top 10 where he's going to be their long-term starter, obviously, at 39 years old. He would be a bridge quarterback for someone in the top 10. So you could have a top 10 team pick up Teddy Bridgewater and call him their franchise quarterback. That would eliminate a need up there. Case Keenum could go into a team in the top 10, rumored to be going to the Giants. That would eliminate their need for sure if the Vikings don't franchise him. And, you know, it's going to be one heck of an interesting time on the quarterback market during the upcoming free agency period in the NFL. One more thing before we uh, head off the air for this edition of Finsider Radio, this special live edition of Finsider Radio. And we are live because, yes, we want to interact with the fans, but also because we know getting information to you live right away is important. And while there's not a ton of breaking information, it is Super Bowl week. We do things special. And you can listen to us right now as we're talking. To those of you listening, thank you. And this will be be available immediately after we hit the off-air button and get sent right to your phones if you subscribe to us. And a link up on the Finsider Radio website as well. Tony Oda named the Miami Dolphins defensive backs coach, most recently coming from the Detroit Lions. Previously with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Jacksonville Jaguars, New Orleans Saints, Houston Texans, and then several stints in college. Started his coaching career in 1996 at Millersville, University of Pennsylvania. Tony Odin brings a wealth of experience to the Miami Dolphins. Ironically enough, has never partnered with Adam Gase in any of his stops, but comes well-regarded. And going to take over the spot vacated by Lou Anarumo. His contract was not renewed at the end of the season. He is now with the New York Giants. Tony Oden, 14 years. Cornerbacks for the Lions have been very good. Here's just some stats for you. Oden was the last holder of coach to depart Detroit. As Pat's defensive coordinator, Matt Patricia, is taking over as head coach. But here's some, you know, stats. 
He developed in 2016. Did a great job developing cornerback Darius Slay. Provided uh, great stability to the position. That had many new faces and youthful talent. Slay tied for an NFL high. Two interceptions inside the final two minutes of the fourth quarter. Picking off passes against Philadelphia and Minnesota. Cornerback Nevin Lawson in his third season played in all 16 games for the first time in his career. Finishing with a career-high 56 total tackles and nine pass defenses, which ranked second on the team. In his first year with the Lions, cornerback Johnson Betamosi saw three starts at cornerback and recorded the first inception of his career at Houston. Cornerback Adarius Barnes earned a spot on the 53-man roster as an undrafted rookie free agent following a strong training camp and saw action in seven games with one start. In 2015, Odin displayed strong in-game coaching in Green Bay in Week 10 when Lawson, cornerback Nevin Lawson, we just mentioned in just his second start, went down with an injury. In the fourth quarter, forcing newly signed cornerback crazed Don Butler in the game against Aaron Rodgers. Butler deflected a, away a potential game-winning touchdown pass in the fourth quarter, and his first play of the game, that play proved to be pivotal in the Lions' victory. That, my friends, comes down to coaching. Slay and Lawson combined for 20 pass defenses in 2015, while Slay added two interceptions second on the team. Rookie cornerback Quayandre Diggs emerged as a Lions go-to option at the nickel. He finished his first NFL season with 35 total tackles, six passes defense, one forced fumble, and one fumble recovery. He recorded a pass defense in three of the final five games of the season. In 2014, as Detroit's cornerback's coach, Slay finished tied for ninth in the NFL in 2014 with a team-high 17 pass defenses, which also ranked second among all rookie and second-year players. He also recorded the first two interceptions of his career with picks in Week 4 at the New York Jets and Week 15 versus the Minnesota Vikings. Cornerback Rashim Mathis concluded his second 12th, I'm sorry, his 12th NFL season with 51 total tackles, one interception, nine pass defenses, and one forced fumbles. And his stats continue on it. Very impressive. And he's going to bring a new level to the Miami Dolphins cornerback situation. Many, many people hoping that Xavier Howard blossoms, that Cordria Tankersley blossoms. And remember, Tony Lippett is coming back and Bobby McCain showed flashes in the nickel. It will be up to Tony Odin to now develop him. All right, that is going to be it this week on Finsider Radio, at least for tonight. And again, we will try to get back at you on Sunday afternoon with another live edition as we lead up to the Super Bowl. Hope you enjoyed my voice for a full 30 minutes. Hope you enjoy the show. We do hope Houts and Sutton feel better. That is, of course, if they are really sick. If not, they will get a written reprimand in their personnel file and a trip to HR when they return to work. But thank you all who joined me tonight. Thank you all who are listening after the fact. Enjoy the rest of the few days leading up to the Super Bowl. After Sunday, there is no more football for several months, so enjoy it. Let's all root for the Eagles, and I know the Dolphins fan base will be split on our own or former Jay Ajayi. Again, thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you next time on Finsider Radio.
now at O'Reilly Auto Parts, pick up a bottle of Seafoam Motor Treatment on sale for $7.99. Plus, earn double O Rewards points. Help your engine run smoother and last longer with Seafoam Motor Treatment on sale now at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. Limit supplies. See store for details. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Hello, you're listening to Simone de Rochefort, one of the hosts of The Polygon Show. It's a show all about the video games that you'll never have time to play, brought to you by four friends who are just as passionate about food, soft drinks, and TV shows as we are about video games. Every Friday, we bring you a new hour of personal stories, like how we found the best way to play Yakuza 0, or even what happens when you play so much Zelda that you hurt your hands and can't play games anymore. Above all, we just have a really good time talking about the games that we love. Check out the show on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcatcher. You can also find us at Polygon Show on Twitter and send a tweet to say hi. Thanks for listening. Support for Pivot comes from Polestar. At Polestar, every inch of every vehicle they design is thoughtfully made. They're made to transform auto performance, accelerating from 0 to 60 in less than 4.2 seconds with fully electric all-wheel drive. They're made to elevate the driving experience with LED headlights and a panoramic glass roof. And they're made to uphold a greater responsibility to the planet using sustainable materials and energy-saving systems. The result is a car that combines the best of today with the technology of tomorrow. Pure performance, pure design, Polestar. Design yours and book a test drive today at polestar.com.